From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hey, Piet, how are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you doing, Jordan? Good. I'm excited. Pride Fest kicking off tonight yeah, here in yeah. the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, kind of a dance party kickoff, and then it's going to go on through the weekend. And uh, this is really kind of, this is like the, the official, official kickoff of big official. festivals yep. uh, in Milwaukee. And they do such a great job that it's really one of the best festivals in terms of the music talent, and there's just so much thought uh, in terms of attracting perfect national acts and also just a really really strong local lineup uh, but they've been doing this since uh, 1987 yes um, you know so you know they're, they're really renowned obviously in Milwaukee but also just you know in, in around the country is one of the kind of premier destination festivals that celebrates LGBT plus uh, community and it I, the thing I love the most about Pride Fest is a well it kicks off our festival season so it's sure. kind of like the starter pistol for getting yourself yeah. on the lake for the rest of the summer yeah. but B it also does a great job of unifying our community you have so many different folks who get together to start celebrating around Pride Fest and I, I think it, it's even st- st- come to stand for something even outside of the box of the LGBTQ community. Oh, sure. It's really just Milwaukee pride, and people yep. are excited to get together. This year's lineup, I think, reflects that, and we should talk. Obviously, let's get into first talking about the national headliners that Pride Fest has been able to pull over the years. This year, I mean, you got some big names. B-52s playing yeah. Pride Fest? I mean, that's a huge get. Yeah, B-52s obviously is a perfect Pride Fest band. Perfect. Uh, and, you know, this is one that the festival organizers have been trying to get for Years and years and years, probably since 87. <laughs> probably. Honestly. Probably. Uh, and it's finally happening. It's going to be a great way to kind of wrap up the whole thing. Uh going to be happening on, on Sunday. But there's also really good, I mean, tonight, like we said, there's this kind of dance kickoff yeah. night with Cash Cash. That's a really good get, too. And we talked about, we're going to go more local in a bit, but Antics is a local EDM oh, duo. They're that's so perfect good. to be opening for Cash Cash. Shauna's uh, on the mix this year, too. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then Friday, in terms of, like, uh, national stuff, uh, uh, Daya is going to be playing, um, you know, kind of closing off the night. Uh, Fortune Feimster is a comedian who's just really hysterical. I think she's playing Friday as well. And Saturday, uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, you know, probably best known for Empire. He has his own R&B pop career kind of going on. Uh, He's going to be the headliner uh, on Saturday. And it really can't be emphasized enough, like how, you know, his character is is an openly gay man on that show in in the hip hop and R&B world. And um, that was really, especially when a few years ago, that was just a really that was pretty groundbreaking for television for for that to happen. So, Absolutely, and he's really certainly important in terms of uh, you know ch- helping to shift kind of the, the mindset in pop culture. Um, right. So it's great that he's playing. It wouldn't be Pride Fest, of course, without the the multifaceted styles of entertainment. Everything from comedy to drag to dance to live performance, it's all there at Pride Fest. And uh, you know, I also I was thinking a little bit about I'm looking at some of the local artists that are playing this year, and I. And I'm thinking about what we talk about in this segment, Piet, and, and who we feel like it rises to the top within their genres. This list of Pride Fest locals I'm just going to run down quickly. And this is not everyone, by the way. This is just a select few that caught my eye. I mean, these are folks who are at the top of their game. We're talking about Antics, as we just mentioned, Gold, Abby Jean, Buffalo Gospel, Lex Allen, Zed Kenzo, Exposed Foreheads. This is just the, the diversity of artists that they have booked from Milwaukee at Pride Fest this year 
it deserves a big round of applause. It's it's awesome. You got yeah, uh, Reina. I don't know if you mentioned Reina. Oh, you know, yeah, Reina's oh, playing. Gosh, uh, that's so really wonderful. You've got uh, Luxie's doing kind of the 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 chill off dance party uh, after Jesse Smollett. Uh, so so cool. Leave, leave Smollett. Things yep. to check in with Luxie a little bit. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. And then there's um, kind of the new generation. There's some some teen bands like Slima Bean and yes, Gas Station Sushi. Gas Station Sushi. They're playing. I mean, so yeah, it's it's really a very all inclusive festival. Um, you know, it, you know, obviously it's Pride Fest. And and there, that is a massive, of course, a central part of the identity of the festival. But it really is embracing everything and everyone and every kind of music style. So uh, it's really a wonderful event. I'm glad it's uh, going to be so good this year. You can find more details online at RadioMilwaukee.org. Uh, or you can go to JSOnline.com slash music. Also, JSOnline.com, uh, we've got now our interactive Summerfest uh, guide. That's right. schedule. Yeah. So really excited about this. You can go on there. You can search by day, by time, by stage. What we really love about it is you can also search by genre. So if you're really into, mm. I want to see EDM on a Thursday, uh, you can go and find out who is an, an EDM artist playing on that Thursday. And you can also search by local. Um, so if you really want to support local talent, which of course you should, uh, you can really find out what are the local bands playing today? Who Who's the homegrown talent I can support here at Summerfest my day that I'm going to be there? Uh, we've got recommendations as well. Um, it's really a great guide and tool for you as you prepare for the big gig. So please check it out. Check it out. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. It's tapped in. We are back. We're so glad that you subscribe to this podcast and you join us every single week. I remind you, you can always go backwards and listen to other conversations we've had around topics that have to do with shows that come into the market, artists that are breaking out of this market, and what's happening in the city of Milwaukee. Now, Piet, we had a really good conversation just now about Pride Fest and, of course, its growth. It's doing better than ever before. They're getting big headliners. They're getting big national attention and attendance is growing. But that's not the story for every single festival here in southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah, um, you know, we, we, there's a question now, I think. It's been happening kind of everywhere, and it's been happening for a couple of years. The festival business is doing so, has been doing so well and really surged in, in recent years. But there have been some signs of of slow, of kind of a slowing of business. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions about, has the, has the bubble burst? And this year in particular, uh, in Wisconsin, we're seeing that more than we've really ever seen it. Yes. Um, so there were two major festivals uh, that canceled this year. And, you know, when, when festivals cancel, it's usually, you know, it's not always a guarantee they're going to kind of come back. Right. That's uh, hard to come back it's from. It's really hard to come back from. Uh, you've got uh, Somerset, which was a really big event that had a lot of EDM draw mm-hmm. uh, in Somerset, Wisconsin. Um, they had like, and big hip hop names too. They had, last year they had Run the Jewels. They yep. had Chance the Rapper. Yep. Um, a lot of big names. They canceled for the year. And also Country on the River, um, which had last year, I think, Chris Stapleton and yes. Darius Rucker. Yes. That's been going on for a while. They had some major country names also canceled this year. You've also got news that uh, Country USA uh, out in Oshkosh, which has been a, uh, a five-day event for, for several years now, they announced, um, I think it was last month or in April, that next year they're going to scale back to three days. Uh, the organizer, so from five to three. From five to three. And wow. the organizer emphasized it was still going to be the same level of talent. You know, there's still going to be a lot of A-list talent, um, you know, kind of emphasizing that, you know, it... it Five days is kind of a uh, kind of exhausting in a lot of ways. Well, sure. I mean, I, I can imagine both for the business and for the for the fans. I mean, there is a certain point at which 
if you're trying to go all the whole run, mm-hmm. you're running out of steam yeah, after but, a while. Yeah, but at the same time, would it scale back if it was everything was just booming, booming, booming? Uh, probably not. I mean, if you know, right? Well, look uh, at oh, go ahead. Yeah. So <laughs> these are some signs of things happening in Wisconsin. But yeah. then you look at even like big national things. FYI Fest in uh, uh, L.A. canceled yep. this year. Yeah. Bonnaroo's hit a slump in yep. Tennessee, um, which was one of the big granddaddies. And Lollapalooza, which does have a lot of appeal here. I mean, they they attract thousands of people from Wisconsin thousands. every year. Um, Lollapalooza last year sold out their four-day passes within like a couple hours of going on sale. This year, it took them like over a week, which was really pretty shocking, uh, especially because, you know, there was a time where they'd sell out those passes before they even announced the lineup. This year, that didn't happen. Then they announced the lineup, and they got some really good names there. I mean, they had Bruno Mars playing there, uh, you know, headlining. And even with with the announcement that Bruno Mars is going to be at Lollapalooza for the first time, it still took like eight or nine days for the four-day passes to sell out, which was really really surprising and I think also kind of raised a lot of flags and alarms that hey are, what's going on here is, is the is the is the business just too cluttered too crowded yeah. um, and what's that mean for all of us well I mean my uh, my observation when they announced Bruno Mars I immediately thought to myself Bruno Mars is an artist that both my brother and my dad like it's an artist that everyone kind of likes yeah but from a financial perspective, my dad's probably more likely to buy the ticket to see Bruno Mars at an amphitheater than my brother is. And let me explain this. Yeah. I'm just looking at the lifestyle that my brother lives. I'm thinking about the generation, you know, and I'm just looking at at what that means. So when I think Lollapalooza, I think you're going to get a shotgun scatter of artists that you care about. And that's what pulls you in to buy that ticket. Mm-hmm. And then I think about, again, this analogy of my dad liking Bruno Mars and he doesn't like anything else at Lollapalooza. <laughs> yeah. So then there's this thing where you think to yourself, OK. This is a big get, quote unquote. I'm using quotation fingers on radio. But this is a big get for Lollapalooza. But is the right? Is it the right kind of big get? Is the question asked? Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Because then, uh, right, it, the festival experience too could be really obviously draining for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. if you want to spend that much money to go see uh, Bruno Mars in the back of a, of a really packed field in Chicago. And my dad does not. No, traveling there is going to stink. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I made this argument too when I was kind of analyzing the Summerfest lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see The weekend in the amphitheater get a, a better seat. Yep. Uh, you could also see him at Lollapalooza. But at the amphitheater, at least at Summerfest, you'll have a much better experience probably. I have a place to put my beer in yeah. between <laughs> the seat fold, you know, yeah. and I have a spot to for my wife to put her purse. Yeah, and the... And, <laughs> Yeah, and those festivals can be really expensive. Yeah. Um, so, and there's a lot of them going on. And there's been growth, too. Like, Northern Invasion's a rock festival right. that uh, just kind of emerged. It was AEG run, and that happened in May. That's been going on for a couple of years. So it's shifting, uh, you know. So the, the ultimate question, I think, is has the bubble burst? Um, and I'm working on a story that will be up at jsonline.com mm-hmm. um, this month. Um, but I've already done some, some interviews for it. I talked to uh, Ray Waddell who uh, was kind of the big live music yeah. concho at Billboard. He's at Oakview Group now. I mean, this this is this is the guy that really knows his stuff. And I asked him about this and you know, he he just sent me a little note where he basically said, you know, he thinks basically the marketplace has deflated a little bit. Um, you know, here's a quote from him. We're just seeing a maturation of the market and the gold rush is definitely over. I believe the days of launching major destination festivals and sinking a few million into the talent budget and just expecting people to show up are over. Uh, the basic rules of successful, successful festivals are more important than ever. Yeah. Sophisticated curation matters. The site rules. And no festival exists in a vacuum. Every market is rife with competition. Um, 
And so I think that's that is probably what we're seeing here in Wisconsin. I mean, with with Somerset, you know, they did definitely sink a lot into the talent. Uh, but it's it's a crowded festival landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, country on the River. There's a lot of country festivals in Wisconsin. A it's lot. kind of country music festival mecca. Um, you know, it's maybe not that surprising that one's gone, uh, and and not that surprising that Country USA would scale back from five days to three days. Right. Well, I also wonder then too. Let's look at something like Eau Claire, where we're talking about exactly what was given as advice, where curation and experience has got to be the key. You know, there's still a lot of mystery wrapped around what exactly the experience of Eau Claire is even going to be. Yeah, especially this year where the lineup is being kept a secret. But and, I mean, and, that, and that could be that could that could hurt them, but it, it could potentially help them. That's that's kind of that's what I'm saying. This yeah. coin equally weighted on both sides in the sense that if this is true and if we are at a point where, you know, hit after hit after hit after hit is just too much for the ticket buyer and they they getting exhausted and they want something that's a little bit more of a special and unique opportunity, you know, it's like what model do you want to take? Do you want to be the McDonald's of outdoor music festivals or do you want to be the small James Beard nominated can't get a seat at the table? festival you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. terrible analogy but you get the point i'm trying to make <laughs> yeah, here yeah, like yeah. i just wonder what the next step is for these and things. that that was i mean curation is key there and, and the site location everything i mean that's a really well done unique distinct festival and i think that's why it's it's flourished so well um and some of these country festivals and rock festivals in the state have been around for a while so they also have that kind of fan base kind of built in uh they'll have to continue to i think be smart in terms of what kind of talent they bring in and some things like that um, you know, Rockfest in, in Canada has like, uh, you know, a chapel on site and things right, like that, right. like really interesting kind of things and like a, a hammock park and all sorts of stuff like that. So they kind of kind of keep evolving. And Summerfest is going to keep evolving, too. And Summerfest, I, obviously, I don't think Summerfest is going anywhere. I don't think it's going to be hurting in any significant way. But they've also been incredibly smart in terms of being very appealing in terms of having a wide, obviously a huge, massive, wide outreach in terms yep. of the kind of music they do. But with an emphasis on millennials that's been growing and growing and growing, yep. they're bringing in hipper acts uh, to the grounds. Uh, that price point is so low compared to so many other festivals, which right. I think will really help them. Yes. Because Lollapalooza is crazy expensive crazy. and Summerfest is not. Um, so if there's distinct, distinct ways that these festivals can kind of really stand out in terms of what kind of talent they bring in, uh, price points, the experience, mm-hmm. that's going to be, I think, really key because there are so many festivals out there and there is a lot for consumers to choose from. And they're not they can't get to everything. And some festivals will 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 die because of it. Yep. Well, we'd like you to get involved in the conversation. I encourage you to hit us up on Twitter at Radio Milwaukee is our handle. Give us your opinions. If you follow this podcast, share it with your friends. Get their opinions. We want to get you involved in the mix. Uh, if you don't subscribe to this podcast already, what are you waiting for? You should click on the subscription link however you found us. We're glad you're with us. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from our members. You can, again, subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And for more music coverage, go to jsonline.com slash music. Yeah, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time.